Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. So what he says he is, is God still what? Hallelujah. Amen. If I ask you now, Hallelujah. If I ask you now, who is God? We begin to say, oh, God is this, God is that, God is this, is that. But while you are at home and nobody is there, who is God? Because that is really who God is when nobody is watching you. These days, the youth and the teenagers, they are asking questions. So many of them are, they are, they are just saying, I'm not sure this God is, is really the same. So I said, ah, oh boy, uh, are you a Christian? Do you go to church and so on? He said, no. He said, I couldn't wait to be 18 years. Immediately I clocked 18, I dashed out. He said, why? He said, because... We were born Catholic and they forced me to go to church. But immediately I knew that I could say no and nobody can say no, 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 no. I dashed out. So he left. So I said, well, I'm not, I'm not bringing church to you. I'm bringing Christ. Do you know that there is a savior? There is a healer? He said, okay, that he didn't know that something like that, that the routine were too much. They do this. They kneel down. They bow. They do that. Yeah, you are worshiping God. You are not worshiping human. So, is God still who He says He is? Is He still the same God that we that we had in those days? So, our people here they will tell us from their own side, the young side the middle-aged side, and then Baba, how God has been good to them. And then we, we ask some question, and then we are asking that you please, let us have some of your question as well. Before I give it to Sister Joyce to tell us how God has been good, let's, let's open our Bibles to Jeremiah 32, verse 17. Jeremiah 32, 17. Jeremiah 32:17 Jeremiah 32:17 Please kindly put it I believe that is where he's saying ah Lord God 32:17 Ah Lord God behold thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and your outstretched arm and nothing 32.17. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah 32.17. And nothing is too hard for thee. Ah, Lord God. Verse 27, please. Can you give us verse 27? Verse 27. Of the same chapter. Okay. Uh says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything to what? Add for me. Shall we read this together? Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. 
Is there anything too hard for me? We have limited time, so we're going to pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we exhort you. Right from the beginning, you have shown yourself that you are truly the God of all flesh. You began visiting us right from the time of the uh, Sunday school, opening prayer, praise and worship, and everything, Lord. And we know, even during this time, you will still visit us. Amen. Glorify yourself. Amen. Holy Ghost, glorify Jesus. Amen. Help us. Thank you, everlasting Father. I commit everybody on the uh, altar to the, your, your hands. Father, speak through them. Your, our questions today, Father, please answer by yourself. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so Sister Joyce, how has God been good to you? As a youth, how good has God been? Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I would say for me personally, uh, God has really been my provider, my sustainer, and especially through the Holy Spirit, my helper. Let's clap for God. Hallelujah. When somebody is telling you my provider is loaded, you do not begin to <laughs> tell you. I have some things here. God is good. God is kind. God is faithful. God is great. God is mighty. God is a healer. God is all in all. He's a disciplinarian. <laughs> God is merciful. God is gracious. All of them are Bible passages. Well, let me go to my brother, the president. President. <laughs> Till this your life now that you are now. How has God been good to you? Praise the Lord. Or who is God to you? Hallelujah. Well, um, I want to look at it from this uh, perspective. Uh, just looking at my life as a married person. You see, uh, while uh, I got married, uh, it was a bit uh, challenging. Uh, like, you know, uh, having uh, our children, I want to bless God, because uh, God himself has done it, you see. Uh, while in the period of waiting, because uh, I've been there, it's not it's not really easy. Mm. You know, you go meet the doctors, and they tell you, oh, okay, you have to meet your wife. They give you a timetable uh, every day. Uh, like, I had a friend, his, his own was even worse. His own was like, every day you must meet, uh, you must meet your wife. Mine was like, okay, maybe every two days, three days, you see. But uh, in the midst of this, we are just doing, trying, Everything you could humanly, you know, do as uh, as a person, but it was just not it was just not coming forth. We just have to rely on God, and when God did it, we didn't know. It was mm -hmm. just everything just came, you know, supernaturally. So I want to thank God because you know, uh, uh, God knows His word uh, uh, come to pass in my life that uh, uh, you shall be fruitful and you shall multiply. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank God for for that uh, uh, pers uh, perspective of God's hand in my life, and also. Um, Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, okay, I uh, praise God. Um, also, uh, if, we, if we also want to look at this, probably maybe from a, a general angle, and then I, uh, I want to also see God as um, somebody who is a deliverer. You know, we've been in different uh, uh, circumstances, different issues, but uh, just like a product, you know, when, when we look at a, a, a particular product, the best way to know how that product is is to uh, just look at the manual. So um, we, as human, our ultimate uh, manual is, is the word of God. And then when we look at the, the children of Israel, um, when uh, God himself told uh, Abraham that uh, your, your children will be sent to captivity, you know, it was as if that word was not going to come to pass. You know, it took 430 years be before we, we began to see the hand of God. But, you know, when God was uh, said to do his own part, when God was said to do 
that which only he can do, you know, everything was just coming to pass. When we look at uh, Exodus uh, chapter uh, 3 there, uh, God uh, spoke with, you know, to uh, Moses out of a burning bush. And then we fast forward that to uh, chapter 13 and 14, we saw uh, the deliverer actually delivering them, you know, out of um, uh, uh, the Red Sea. They had the Egyptians coming behind them and uh, everything. If we really look, if we if we really uh, look at that scripture, we'd notice that uh, God Himself actually did what no man can do. He, he became uh, I want to use this word. He became a jealous beggar. God actually parted the Red Sea, and Scripture said they walked on dry ground. They walked on dry ground. That means there was no. Um, uh, allow me to use this uh, local palace. There was no pot on their on their on their slippers. They walked on you know they walked on dry ground as they crossed through. But this same set of people, that over two million people walked on dry ground. And their enemy, while they were coming behind them, you know, God just turned that same uh, uh, expressway, he turned it to what? To a Marie He turned it to something that began to, to begin to what? To uh, hold back the chariot of the, of the Egyptians. And before you know, they all perished. And that is God, you know, in his words, showing that he's a mighty deliverer. Amen. So, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's clap for God. Let's clap for God. Amen. Okay, Daddy, um, who is God to you? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is the creator of heaven and earth. Amen. God is all in all. Amen. All powerful God. Amen. God of our sufficiency. Yes. God of our righteousness. There is none that can be compared with him. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, I encountered some teenagers. They were not they are not even youth yet. And they asked a question. Daddy said something. He said, Is God of our sufficiency? So these teenagers they said, Is God worth serving? For that, there is not one person. They were teenagers. And I looked at them. I said, ah, true. Like the part, one part of Nigeria, we say, ah, true, basimbo. What is going on here? Is God worth serving? So I'm directing that question to you. You were once a teenager. Now you are used by the mercy of the Lord. And God is taking you higher in Jesus' name. Is God worth serving? from your experience, not because of what mommy said, but from your experience, is God worth serving? Who is this God to you? Is he worth serving? Um, I would say yes, God is worth serving. I think that when we're younger and we have parents or guardians who take us to church or um, are, are, are Christians, it's sometimes it's easy to see God as quote unquote a magician whereas you only see you know all the prayer points you hear are you know God do this for me God do this for me so we grow up well sometimes we grow up thinking that okay if I can get this then I don't need to go to God I'll go to God when I when I need something that I can't get myself but I think the main point is that if we focus on building a personal relationship with God seeing God as our father first and foremost 
then we see that he is worth serving. If you think about your own parents or whoever raised you, if they ask you to do something, yes, sometimes you're doing it just because of obedience and just to respect them, but, um, but other times you do it because, yes, you're my mother, my father, I love you, so I'll do it for you. If someone else asks, asks me to do the same thing, I may not do it or I may not do it as joyfully or as godly. So I think that from a young age, it's good to focus on God, not just as someone who can do things, like in uh, we're talking about the children of Israel, where Moses was the one who knew God, but the children of Israel knew what he could do. So I think it's very important for us to focus on God as our father and what kind of relationship we can have with him. And then the things just follow. We don't even have to worry about the things because they just follow. He knows that you need it, so he'll provide it for you. So that's from my perspective. Thank you, my daughter. The Bible says that he made known his ways to Moses, his acts. To the, yes, they knew his acts. That was the reason why it was very easy for them to say, there's no cucumber, eh, John? Please, <laughs> let's go back. They did not know his way. And it is happening to majority of us. We don't know God for who he is. Oh, yes. Ah, Alagbara. Oh, yes, me to let me bow my head. Is it truly Alagbara to you? Ah, the provider. Ah, for where? <laughs> I, I can do. That was the reason why a girl can go and start, uh, what is it that they do? The campaigning and asking people to sign it that they, want, they should not pray. In their Christian school, oh. Thank you, my sister. She started the petition that they must not pray that day. Why? He said, no, God did not help them. He said, they helped themselves. He said, look, it was my brain. It was my pen. It was my this. It was me that did not sleep. God did not help me. And do you know what? Breaking news. She won. Oh, yeah. She won. And they because of one stupid petition. They removed prayer that day. That is the beginning of the end for that school. I'm telling you. Look at our schools today. They have heard of his acts. They don't know his ways. Do you know the ways of God? Do you know the ways of God? Thank God for that. So your children that you are bringing up, do they know your ways? Do they know his ways? Are you showing them or is that, ah, you know what? We don't have food. Lord, provide food. We don't have car. Lord, provide car. And you know, because God is faithful, he will provide. But do they have the personal relationship with the Lord? Where you have personal relationship with God, that is where you know that God is a terrible God as well. Oh, yeah. So people don't know that God is, can discipline you. That's why when God disciplines you, you begin to say, eh, ah, <laughs> if this is the way, I better go back to where I'm coming from. Because God is a disciplinarian. He disciplines the Bible says that it is the son that the father loves that he chastises. When God does not chastise, or a parent, if you don't chastise or you don't correct your, your, your child, what does the Bible say? Say that child is a bastard. He said it's illegitimate. That's how the Bible put it. Do you know the ways of the Lord? God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope all my uh, young ones are listening, the teenagers, the youth. 
have a relationship with God. It's that's why we are trying to teach our children right from the zero level up there. You have to know God for yourself. Know him for yourself. Forget it. I mean, the Berean Christian, what did they do that day? The Bible says that when Paul must have finished teaching them, they will go back and find that what? If what people, Paul have said is the truth. So, sir, is God worth serving? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Um, yes, our God is worth serving. Hallelujah. Yeah, I would just like to continue from uh, where uh, our sister stopped. Uh, you see, God is worth serving, and we need, as people, we need to build uh, a relationship with God. And I would also uh, speak maybe from the angle of uh, probably a man or an adult who also provides, and then we, we, we tend to desire and seek after uh, the, the things. Uh, I, I don't, uh, even though they're things of the world, at the same time, we have to be careful so that um, lust doesn't set in. Because the truth of the matter is when you don't have uh, a relationship with God, everything you seem to uh, uh, go after, everything you, s you, you want to acquire, uh, just like uh, Solomon, at the, end of the, and at the end of the day, he said everything vanity upon vanity, all is vanity. But if we have a relationship with God, we know that our sufficiency is not of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. We know that we're building uh, uh, a relationship, and our goal is not just uh, for this earth. Our ultimate goal is to what is to make heaven and to take as much people as we could to uh, 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 well, primarily our immediate family, and as much as many people we could, you know, uh, to to heaven. So, is God worth serving? God is worth serving in every way because if we also look at probably maybe uh, our individual life, our place of work, everywhere we go to, if you have a relationship with God, and then you are to f uh, you're, you're, you're at the point of facing or making a decision, one decision or the other, it's your that the relationship you have with God that is what is going to help you to actually move in the right direction. That is what is going to actually help you to say the right thing, to say the right word, you know. And that's definitely that is just what is going to help you, you know, to succeed as a person in life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Amen. Amen. So, Baba. Um, thus far, God has helped you. You have children, you have grandchildren. And by the mercy of the Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, you will not sorrow over any of them in Jesus' name. Amen. So, is God worth serving, sir, in your, from your experience? Thank you, ma'am. More option to function. Amen. Just as Moses called the house of Israel in, the, uh, in those days, and was asking them, who do you want to serve? So also, is mommy calling us today, asking us, is he worth serving? Joshua 24, 15 says, as for me and my household, we serve the Lord. So he's worth serving. Going down the memory lane, <laughs> I'm a twin. My second went back to 40 day. So since that time, God has been so gracious to me a moment. Even our coming to this Canada is by God's doing. Being the first out of the entire family to go to secondary school. Higher institution. Serve. And to travel out of the country. What else do I say? 
Will I say it's not what? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we saying hallelujah? Hallelujah. Hmm. Now, if truly God is worth serving, another question is why do people wait? Why is bad? Things or, ba or bad things. Why bad things happening to people? And God is just watching. These are questions that people ask. Thank God our brother, he didn't even know we asked the question. <laughs> I deliberately did not tell them the questions. He, he mentioned about waiting. Waiting is something that, um, well, the only thing I actually waited for was my visa. <laughs> I tell you, Waiting is waiting, no matter what it is. There is no waiting that is really, um, how do I put it now? That is fun, yeah. There's no waiting that is fun. One way or the other, we wait for something. The pregnant woman is waiting. For nine months, she's what? And there are so many things that we go through when we are pregnant. By the time that baby is about 34 weeks, we are ready to push. <laughs> we are ready for the baby to come out. But we have to wait for either 38 weeks or the 48 weeks. Or after. And that one is not even, <laughs> it's tougher. You see? <laughs> It is well in Jesus' name. So, if this God is really good and is, we are serving him, why do we wait? Do we have to wait? What is going on? Is God, is God punishing us? Is God still God? That, I mean, what he says he is? So, from the side of, please, if you have questions, kindly write it and send to us. Give it to our ushers. From your side, the young ones to the age that you are now, have you ever waited for something? Is uh, in that during that time that you were waiting, what do you think about God? Okay, I would say for me, um, I've waited for things and stuff, honestly, but I think that the basis is just to. Like the, like the topic for today, that God is still who he says that he is. So regardless of my personal experiences or anyone else's experiences, especially when you know two people can be waiting for, seemingly waiting for the same thing, but they get it at different times or they get it in different ways. But what we should turn to is the word of God and the Holy Spirit. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, Habakkuk yeah, 2 verse 3, it says in New Living Translation, this vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. And recently um, I heard um, a pastor talking about this passage and he said something, he said that, it says that I think, 
King James Version, though it tarry, it will not tarry. And it's basically saying that in our own, uh, at our own perspective, it seems like it's being delayed. It seems like it's taking too long. But for God's point of view, it actually isn't. It's getting to you right on time. Amen. Now, there are some, I would also say that while we're waiting, there are some things that we, that, that we may be doing that could be delaying it further. And that's by not waiting properly. For example, God wants to take, want, let's say that God wants you to promote you to a position at work. And you're being given responsibilities that's in line with that. But you feel that, okay, that's not my position yet. I'm not going to take those on. Or I'm not going to prepare for where God wants to take me. If we aren't prepared for what we're asking God for, then why really should he give it to us? Because then we're just going to waste it. And now we're going to go back to him and say, God, why did you do this? Or why didn't you help me? And, 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 and stuff like that. So it's important that while we're waiting, that we wait expectantly. Because when we wait expecting, we're also showing him our faith that, yes, I believe that you will do this thing. And I'm showing my faith by, 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 by actually preparing for it. So I think that in this, uh, whenever you're in a season of waiting, it's best to rely on God, rely on the Holy Spirit, rely on the word of God, and hold on to whatever word that he gave you. Because people will say things, they'll hear different things, but if you rely on that word, it will carry you through. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, so it's like a farmer that is expecting the rain. And he's sitting down in the house doing what? Just cross his leg. Meanwhile, the, the bush is not cleared, it's not, it's not anything. <laughs> you are not waiting for the rain. <laughs> we were cancer. Was it we or a pastor was sharing with us that they were canceling uh, a, a married couple that were waiting? And of course, we were praying, oh Lord, answer. The wife refused the husband to touch her. Yes. I said, ah, which kind of foolishness be this? Serious one. The husband, oh, so you are waiting for the Maria experience. Yeah. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's not going to happen. You better allow your husband to touch you fast, fast. So, sir, in your opinion, as a man, a provider of the house, a husband, yes, a time of waiting. Tough. How did God come through? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Well, Hallelujah. Well, uh, the season of uh, waiting, we, we really need uh, uh, to depend on God. That's why, uh, you know, as believers, we, because the truth of the matter is, uh, let no man deceive you. It's, it's not easy. When, when you're actually waiting, it's, it's, it's a tough period. It's a period where you'll be tried. It's a period where uh, the devil would, you know, uh, begin to give you alternative. So, but if you are grounded and you're rooted in God, also with prayer, because uh, I, I, I think it's, it's um, the scripture says, if we think we stand, we should be careful, less, you know, less we fall. So, and also, we should also know that uh, the thought of God for us, just like scripture says, says, a thought of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. So we have to just go back to that uh, uh, manual, that super manual that God has created for man, which is the Bible, 
and hold on. You, you just have to keep holding on that promises. It's not going to be easy. It's not, go, it's not going to be a period where uh, you're just smiling and you're just checking all the boxes. It's coming. No, it's going to be a, a, a tough period, but we just need to have that faith in God that God, you've said this concerning me according to your word. This is what, these are your promises and I'm holding on to this and then uh, with prayer, you know, I'm persevering. I'm not leaving the presence of God. God will definitely come true because in time past, when you look at um, the Bible, God himself has shown himself again and again in different uh, people's situations. Is it that of Anna? God showed up. Um, even uh, when uh, we're looking at the people of Nineveh, when God, uh, when they cried out unto God and said, oh, Father, don't destroy us. Don't, you know, let, let us not perish. And Jonah, you know, as a man, is a prophet, but he was like, oh, you guys didn't repent. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not going to bring God's good news back to you, but like they still waited, and God, you know, in his own way, he made sure that what their solution came back to them, even after he has, you know, accepted, you know, uh, that uh, their repentance. So, as individual and as as, as a people and, and as uh, children of God, it is important that we should know that in our in our times of uh, waiting, we should solely just depend on God. We should not look at uh, alternatives because that's where you know it's the, that's a tricky part. When the devil begins to give you alternatives, oh, you can go this way. Ah, uh, Lagbaja did this. They got this. Um, these other people did that. They went away with it. Yours might not be the same. You might just step into it, and as a child of God, boom, and that's it. You're gone. You know. So we just have to be careful as individuals and as uh, children of God to always hold on to that promise of God, even while we're waiting upon Him. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So why do bad things happen to us? as Christians. Now, you said that, um, you said that in the time of our waiting, that we should, we sh there are alternatives. So I want to believe that the alternative that you are talking about is, um, for example, being encouraged to go into diabolical um, means or practices. Oh, try this Baba, it's just one thing. Um, the Yorubas, they used to say, Oluwa Okajo. How long call you? I don't know how to translate that. That is, um, God, um, it's like heaven helps those who help themselves. And that, is, in fact, we even say the Bible says, it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. Heaven helps those who help themselves. It's, it's for people that want to, uh, to use that to just, exactly, to justify whatever they are doing. Why we are here today is to let us know that, look, this God is worth serving. He's still who he says he is, no matter what age that we are. In this world, we will face a lot of things, like so many of us are facing. But the thing is that we have a God that is answering our prayers, that is always with us. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I pray for my children all the time. Lord, please. There are some things I went through. I don't want them to go through it. Lord God Almighty, this and this. I pray for this. I pray for that. The thing is that when they encounter their, their own trials and challenges and so on and so forth, who did do, who do we they fall back to? Who are they going to fall back to? Who will they call upon? For example, you know, I was ministering somewhere and I began to say, look, your child is sick. The first person you call upon is God. Lay your hands on that boy or that girl and do what? Pray for her, pray for him. Then you can call your doctor. 
Someone says, but why waste God's time when I'm still going to the doctor? Are you serious? It is evil God that will lead the doctor. The doctors, they have seen, there are times that they are looking at that, they are, um, the screen. They are finding nothing. There was nothing there whatsoever. Why? <laughs> because they are limited. But we serve an unlimited God. He is all-knowing. He is the one. When I was pregnant with my son, they did blood tests. They did water tests. Is it water they call it? Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever test it is. Nothing. They said there was nothing there. And I was in serious pain. The pain was, I could not even stand it. I was on a wheelchair. There had to be, I couldn't walk. But my husband kept saying, even in front of the doctors, you are pregnant. The Lord says you are pregnant. But they couldn't, of course, if, if urine cannot show that you are pregnant, blood should be able to. But they couldn't. They couldn't find anything. And they wanted to pass me through CAT scan so that they could find out if there's anything wrong with me, what is causing the pain. And when you are going through CAT scan, there is this liquid that they have to inject you. They have to inject you that, uh, they call it pink something. And if you are pregnant, it's dangerous. You know what? Hmm. They look for my vein. They found nothing. They searched the um, leg. They said, okay, let us uh, clear the, they've charged the head. They sat everywhere. The hand, the, everywhere. They could not find my, God make sure that my vein, they could not find it. So the doctor, after about many hours, he said, look, we are losing this woman. She's in so much pain. We can't even give her anything because of what she's passing. Okay, you know what? Just take her to the CAT scan. And they, I just went through it. The man said, well, if truly you are pregnant like your husband is saying, you are losing this pregnancy because we are passing you through this. I went through it, and that boy is 16 years old today. So there is nothing that God cannot do. That is God for you. He can use you to prove a point. He can use you to prove a point. And that is part of why we are here. Because our children are asking various questions. They are getting confused. And like I was telling my children, if, if any confusion set into your mind at any time, know that it is not God. Because it's not an author of confusion. It's not an author of confusion. Very important. Very important during our time. So, Baba, why as a child of God, why do bad things happen to children of God and they, because of that, decide, I am not sure. I better go. A man was sharing on, uh, it was one of my children that pointed to me. Look at what this man is saying. He said he's going from Christianity to Islam because he believes that God did not did not solve his, his problem. So, why? Bad things now happen. The next thing is, this God of Christianity, I don't think is worth it. Let me go back and look for So, Baba, why do bad things happen to people and it seems as if God is just silent? It seems because... Okay. Thank you, ma'am. God bless. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thought I think towards you, it is a thought of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Even as a believer, you are bound to go through 
so many challenges, so many bad things. But while you're waiting, you cannot sit and be looking. If you, are not want, if you don't want to do, people will advise you. Go that place, go that place. Yeah. Is it God that you're going to wait for? So people see God as a slow person. They see him as too slow. So they want to go the faster route. It is only the woman with the issue of blood that can tell us what he went through in the hands of the physicians. I'm a living example too. In fact, I didn't want to go. Surprisingly, it was from the Christian circle that I was taken there. A pastor who has a church. When he saw my situation, he told me, ah, one of my church members, I told her, he said, ah, Lando can do it. So I went with him, thinking that miracle was going to happen. I got there. <laughs> Amazingly, at the door, the man's throat is the blood of Jesus. Red, uh, written in red ink with the blood flowing. But when you enter, it was a house of horror. My pastor friend and I went there. The man looked at me. He touched me. He touched my body. He has a horn-like, one metallic horn-like. And cut this place. Cut this place. Blood will come out. Then we put the horn and draw it. Do you know what will come out? About 10 local ammunition will come out. Th this is what is calling you. I look at my pastor friend. What is all this? <laughs> but later I discover that he too was patronizing the man, the man because he asked him a question. And I quickly grabbed on that question. He said, that you gave my son. has finished up. So why waiting? You are bound to face too many insults, so many disrespect, so many things unpalatable. But God knows what He's doing. He could be teaching a, 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 a lesson. He might want to promote you. He might want to send you on an errand. So why waiting? What do you do? You look up to God, as in Psalm 121, verse 1. Because he's the only one that can do it. And you, wait, you trust in him, as in Romans 10, 11. Because he will not put you shame. Amen. And you wait upon him, as in Isaiah 41. 
those who wait upon God, he shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. Hmm. I don't even know where to start. Praise the Lord. This God is good. This God is good. We are looking at you today, Baba. We know we are going to rejoice very soon. <laughs> and I mean, by God's grace, we shall rejoice in the mighty name of Jesus. Any question from the congregation? Contribution? Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Okay, I'm going to ask this question so we could learn. Um, we had a conference like this some time ago, and the question came from a young lady, and um, it's based on a waiting period. We all know that waiting period is usually tough unless you have not been in that position before. But um, a lot of us that have been there before, we know that before you are able to come out successfully, one of the things that will help you is that you know who God is. So at that period, if it didn't happen as you expect, you know he is still God. If it happens as you expect, he is still God. So this lady said uh, at some, some time in her life, she was waiting for a particular thing. And then in the church, she went for a program like that. And then a prophecy came. There's somebody here. You are waiting for so and so. Within seven days. You know how God gives timing. Sometimes God will say before the end of the month or before the end of the year. But this one says within seven days, that which you are waiting for will come to pass. And then seven days passed. But it did not come. So she asked, does it mean that prophecy is wrong? Does it mean God is no longer who he said he is? Thank God for the topic. Or does it mean the prophet is now not a prophet? So what went wrong? Because what she was expecting didn't come within that specified time. So that's the question. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me just ask us to turn to Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 3. <coughs> 2, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, he shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. God has his appointed time. When he promised Abraham and uh, Sarah, he said, and God visited Sarah at the time appointed. So, you cannot force God. You cannot put him on rust. Nothing catches him unaware. He's the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega, the author of our faith. So, 
You have to wait. No matter how. He knows what he's doing. There's no rushing. If you try to cut corner, you go into a doom. So you no option than to wait for his appointed time. And the Bible goes on to say that I will not die. I will wait for all the days of my appointment until my renewal cometh. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I will wait until my change comes. That's how he said, until my renewal comes. Hallelujah. I believe that's Job 14 14, if I'm not mistaken. Please, let's check that, please. Let's, so, please, let's check it. That is the word of the Lord. I will wait until my change, my renewal comes. Hallelujah. You want to say anything before we go? Anything to that particular one? You see what, the, what she said? You know, I, I think um, it is the same Bible um, that is telling us um, um, that, um, uh, what's his name now? The name just escaped my mind. But, you know, uh, he said that, uh, let me just paraphrase it, it's in the book of Ecclesiastes. Yes, you see, if a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Change is coming your way. Amen. I said change is coming your way Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. So it was um, this same Bible, I mean the same God that is telling us that, you know what, uh, like the question that, we, that what we asked at the beginning, look at what the Lord is saying, that is the God of all flesh. Either the flesh is still in the womb or the flesh is out or this flesh is, oh, you know, I was talking to so, uh, some of our women. They were there on Saturday. You know, we call ourselves children of God, children of God, children of God. Let us actually be children of God. Enough of being adult of God. The adult of God always question God. God, are you really serious? But children of God, look at our children. Where we tell them, so look, this is what, they, will, they, they believe you. They trust you. They know, mommy says it, daddy says it, and they believe. Hallelujah. They believe. It took 21 days for the answer to Daniel's request to come, even though it was already answered on the first day. But it took 21 days for him to get it. In heaven's record, he was supposed to have gotten it on the first day. But it took 21 days. So whatsoever you are waiting for, I guarantee you, God has answered the first day. The wa this waiting time, <laughs> it is coming, and it will what? It will pass. It will pass. Your life will become testimonies. Amen. You'll be able to share it and say, see what the Lord has done. <laughs> In the mighty name of Jesus. As we begin to random, anyone from the congregation want to say something? Before we begin to, yes sir. Please, can we give him a uh, microphone? Praise the Lord. Um, sometimes when God says something is going to come to pass, if God says it, it will surely come to pass. You need to ask. You need to pray. You need to contend for it. God said the children of Israel were going to spend 400 years. But they spent 430. Why? Because it was the 430 years they started crying to God for it. 
The extra 30 years was not God. So when God says he's going to do something for you, the person that is holding that thing for you will not give it to you free. Contend for it. Let me, you can hold this. Um, in, the, in the Bible, God said, I have given you the land, but go in and do what? Contend for it. We don't want to fight. We don't want to, because it takes strength to do all these things. Evil prayer is, 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 a, is hard work. Prayer is hard work. Oh, yes, it is, except you don't want to pray. And that is the truth. Except you don't want to pray. Thank you, sir. Should I question God? That's another thing. I am going through this. Ah, God, you did this. I remember, you know, when, you know, I've told you people before. Pastor was once a widower. I remember when the first wife died, when I now got married to him, I asked him, I said, did it not cross your mind to say, ah, but God, I serve you. Every time I am at church, I spend my money. Ah, in those days, pastor, he's a millionaire. <laughs> there is nothing we don't want to do in the church. He gives money. Oh my goodness. That's one thing that we youth, we know him for. He gives money. He, work, he used to work in this um, oil company. He was their chief accountant. So he has money. We know that he has money. And we, we youth, when we know he has money, we, go, we want to have program, we go after him. And he will give us. He has money. And I said, did you ever, did he ever cross your mind that, ah, Lord, and you know what happened? The circumstances that surrounded the, 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 the first wife's de death. He was in Campo. He was in camp doing the work of the Lord. He landed. Our pastor went and greeted and he said he was looking. My, my pastor never came to pick me up before. Yes. He went for official work. He now went to camp from there. That what is going on here. So they took him to our state pastor's house. That was where they broke the news to him. I said, did he ever cross your mind to say, God, but why? He said he never thought of it. Know your God for you. Not for anybody. Tough times may come. But you know what? God is tougher. He will see you through. Make sure you contend for whatsoever God has promised you. Don't just sit down. Oh, tifer deo. It is coming. Ah, rise up and contend for it. Ask all our mamas. Look at my mama there. I don't know what she has been through in her life. But <laughs> let her come and tell you. Even the Bible says, till your old age. Because God knows what those gray, gray hairs are for. It's not a fashion. It means some tribulations, some experiences that are tough that will beat you down, and so on and so forth. What we are saying is, rely on God. Trust him. Hold on to him. Yes. Your husband may leave you. <laughs> you have to pray to bring him back. Oh, yeah. My own father left my mother more than 30 years ago. We all saw it like this. But I thank God. 
all of my mom's children, we are with our partners, we are with our husbands and wives. Brothers and sisters, God is still who he says he is. In this world, we may face tribulation. But big of good cheer, we, are, we will overcome in Jesus' name. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. I just want to add one or two points to the question of uh, Pastor Dina about uh, uh, the Lord says in seven days, uh, your miracle will come. And uh, he was asking whether the man of God who prophesied is no longer the man of God. Or because, uh, so what I just want to add is that, yeah, the man of God still remains the man of God. And the word of God still remains the word of God. It is indeed the word of God. But we tend to calculate uh, in our own way, humanly way. We, the Bible says 1,000 years. <laughs> it's like a day. So when the prophecy comes and say in seven days, <laughs> you never really know. You are just counting based on your own calendar. You really don't know when actually. That's seven days. Maybe seven years actually. Maybe seven years. You never know. But most important thing is to contend for it also until uh, you actually get what you want to. So we don't have to now say, because you say in two days or in three days. And uh, thank you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Uh, the Yorubas will say, it's, it's, it's God's mercy. Actually, it's God's mercy. Whatever we are able to do. You know, I was uh, telling the, uh, some women the other time, I said, look, you are able to sleep with your husband and you conceive, and you think the other people that are not conceiving, they are doing something wrong. Please, go and sit down. That you even conceive. Thank God that you conceive. You think it's because you can carry the pregnancy. It's because God has had mercy on you. Uh -uh. What are we talking about here? We have people that have lost their husbands. We have people that have lost their husband. I have a friend. She was formerly here. When she came and uh, she told us that she was a widow, I said, ah, wow. When we're going to visit her, pastor said, do you mind if I tell uh, uh, her my story? I said, go ahead. I'm very fine with it. It's part of why we are in the ministry. Please go ahead. In fact, I was the one that even told her. I said, look, pastor was once a widower. And God will visit you. Today, she's married. God has visited her. In fact, her, her, her daughter was in her womb when the husband died. So the, boy, the girl did not even know the, the dad. There are things that, and if you see her, when she used to be here, oh my, she, she was everywhere. Osha, this thing, she was everywhere. Just, um, you would never know that something like that had happened. <laughs> this God is good. This God is good. He will answer when he will answer. Yes, sir. Before I do that, let me quickly do this, okay. Why does God give great, sorry, we're supposed to end at 12.30, uh, we'll soon be rounding up. Why does God give great chances to idols and his worshippers? To perform wonders and convince people and more people into it. 
Does it mean that God is backing them up in a way that things are still working out for them? <laughs> Breaking news. They will continue to do wonders. Oh, yeah. They will. If I do read the tribulation, they will make dead to, to rise up. They will make idols to even walk. Oh, yeah. They will do it. They will do it. The power they are using is not God's power. It's not God's power. Why is God backing them up? God is not the one backing them up. No, not at all. They have their own God. Small letter G-O-D. They have their own God. That is why when all these people, they are saying, oh, I thank God for this award. They are not talking about my God. That is the truth. Asked, my children were asking me, but they thank God for the uh, award, but they are saying that they are not serving God. I said, there are gods that are gods. Oh, there are gods that are gods. Hindu will say, they have God. Buddhists will say, they have God. Everybody will say, they have God. But who is this God that is backing them up? That's why you need to know your God. That is why whatever I type, my God is always written in capital G-O-D. My Lord is always written in capital L-O-R-D. Because that is the difference. Why? They call them alone, they call them alone. The, the, the chuku is still the same chuku. They call them the same chuku chuku. But the, the difference is because our God is supreme. He's the supreme God. He's still the same spelling, the same everything. But our God is, this, is supreme, is above them. So all these idols, I, I hope you will not be here during the tribulation. Because you will still see lots of wonders. But the one backing them up is not our God. It is their own small letter G-O-D. Not our own God. Unfortunately, uh, they have power as well. Oh yeah, they do. They do. That is why when Baba was talking, that man could be going to that uh, Babala would call himself God to go and be asking. That's why some of these people, they don't even have respect for pastors. Why? Because they think we are all the same. We serve a living God. The one that does the impossible. The one that reverses the irreversible. He did it before. He can still do it again. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Um, my question is around, um, you know, you said something about questioning God when something bad happened, right? Um, maybe I don't have as much faith as the pastor had then. Uh, I mean, I've seen a series of events that has happened to me, uh, but one that happened to me uh, recently was when my elder sister passed about a year and a half ago. Till date, I'm not going to deny it. There are days I just wake up and like, how, why? So my question is, how do I kind of deal with that thoughts and questions that keep coming to my mind? Because it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, we spoke about a week, and I just got a call, like, she's gone, like, how? My father is a pastor, like, they pray, I know, even my elder sister, she prays a lot, like, why and how did that happen? Why did it happen? The question keeps coming to my mind, so, um, my question now is just, like, how do I kind of deal with that thought? I mean, I understand good things, bad things, or whatever can happen, God will still be God, but I can't deny that I keep having that thought every week. Mm. It is well with you in Jesus' name. The Lord will give you answer of peace. But have you asked him? Have you spoken to God about it? You need to talk to God. Okay, please give it to her. 
I have an answer to your question. I have a little girl, and she's 10 years old, and my mom was um, passing. So we're all like in the room with my mom in hospice, and my little girl comes running in from the kitchen where she was waiting, and she runs up to my mother, she grabs her hand, and she kisses it profusely, and says, Grandma, please don't worry. I was just speaking to Jesus, and Jesus said, it's okay that you go, because we're coming later, but we're a little busy right now. So you go ahead of us, and we'll be there later. So what I'm trying to tell you is, as a little girl, she awakened us. I had tears in my eyes, because we're all sad, and we don't want her to go, and we want to hold on. But my little girl was the only one willing to say, the transition is with God. It is a blessing to go. It is a continuance. It is not the end. And her life is not over. It's the beginning. And we will be there too. Amen. <laughs> Bro, talk to God. Talk to God. I had, uh, we had a sister like that. Okay, let me not use that one. I don't know if you have heard the story of this woman. Herself, the husband, and three of her children, they were driving. All of a sudden, the, uh, she was sitting by the, the um, passenger seat. Her door opened. A hand grabbed her and placed her on the ground. And she was watching. The car some assaulted. The husband and the three children. When the, uh, when the police came, she told them, I was in that car. If you don't want, to, if you want to know, my purse is there, my everything is there. She wrote a book, something to ashes. I can't remember, I have the book. But for her to have closure, it took her years. What did she do? The only person that can answer her. She went to the Lord. The Lord was gracious enough to open her eyes. She saw her husband and her children clothed in heaven. They were there singing, telling her, see you later. We are enjoying here. Oh, sorry. Um, we are out of the snow and all the things. You just keep um, managing until you come and join us. That gave her closure. Talk to God, bro. Why God took her? Only God can answer you. We don't want it to happen. I was telling my younger ones, and my children, and my younger ones, please, so, my father is 83 years, my mom is 77. I don't want them to go yet. But how long can you hold on? Some people, they die very young. You begin to question. You begin to ask. How old was the uh, pastor's first wife when she died? If I'm not mistaken, I think she was 27 years. Yes, that is a very young age. Is it because pastor was strong? <laughs> I believe it was because of her, his maybe relationship with God. Did he think about it? Yeah, but, but she said he said it, it, ne it never crossed his mind to ask God that. Uh, but why? The grief was that ah, this woman left me. Where am I going to start? How am I going to start? again. So bro, ask God. Just like my sister said. That girl was able to ask Jesus. Jesus told the girl, look, it's, it's okay for her to leave. I'm sure sister is resting. 
God is taking care of her where she is. Let the Lord take care of your heart for you. And God may be gracious enough to show you. He may not. It depends on him. But talk to him. Let him heal you. Okay, bro? And you will see. It will happen. Hallelujah. I want to thank the Lord for Sister Joyce. Can we clap for her, please? I want to bless Jesus for uh, our president. Brother Joseph, God bless you. I want to thank God for Baba Taiwo. Yes, I believe it's Taiwo, Abi. He said he was, he's a twin. So please, let's just thank God for these people's life. God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, let's, let's, let's get it down. Amen. God is good. So is God who he says is real, he really is? Mm. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Lord is good. And all the time, God is good. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.